All right. Welcome Let's to Nostalgia Cast, your weekly roundup of the best and most up-to-date nostalgic news, where we discuss the stories and give our thoughts. Hey. I'm your host, who misses Friars Club roasts, Andrew Price. Get your hands off him, you damn dirty ape, Tyler Palo. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback, Kelby Joseph. I could have gotten away with it if it weren't for that meddling Julia Mond filling in for <laughs> Blue Magoo Lou and Dad Beats, a.k.a. Kirk Pinchon. Dad Beats! Welcome back, guys. Hey. Hey. Yeah. hey. What's going on? Hope Have everybody had a guys nice Thanksgiving. Bit. Uh, mm-hmm. What'd you do? Uh, slept a bunch. Yeah, it was the better. time of our turkey lord. Turkey lord. We worshipped <laughs> at the altar of the turkey lord. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't That's do true. I had... Vegan French either. onion soup. Because I cannot partake of the giblets of the turkey lord. This guy's something Is else. French onions... <laughs> wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Are you going to ask what French onion soup uh, is? No. <laughs> I know okay. what French onion soup is. French onion soup is made with beef broth. Beef broth. And thank you. Uh, you ate that? No, he didn't eat it. Vegan. vegan. Oh. What did you use instead? Vegetable? I don't know. My mom made it. Oh, vegan. I didn't ask. Your mom made it for you? Yeah, it was regular beef. <laughs> <laughs> It was just. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't help out on Thanksgiving. You know why? Because when somebody why are you com- bragging about when that? When somebody yeah. comes yeah, to yeah. my house, not a man. I don't expect them to help with anything. It's my house. I will make you food. But yeah, that's but your parents' some, house. That's yeah. Whenever yeah. I'm at my parents' house, I ain't doing shit. That's your. That's your it's, house. Yeah, their house is their rules. Some of y'all. And my rules are. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> Did you say spanking? Excuse You're a bad me. son. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not good. What do you call? My it? mom knows. She listens to this. What? She'll. She'll hear this. What's yeah, up? no, she's going to comment underneath. <laughs> she definitely will. What's up, Suze? She's like, he's not lying again. He doesn't Sharon. touch a thing. <laughs> how, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Was it, uh, my, mine was a whirlwind. What happened? Tons of stuff. Aside from you not helping out at all. Let's see. Um, a couple days before Thanksgiving, my mom and my aunt had some kind of falling out, and my aunt canceled Thanksgiving. <laughs> um None of my other family were at the Thanksgiving. It was just me and my immediate family, which was like me and my parents That's and my brother and my sister and my brother's girlfriend and our, and my nephew. And so, you know, that's all happening. And during Thanksgiving, my mom is like, oh, like, I just feel so bad for your cousins that they're not getting Thanksgiving. And so she's like calling them and being like, you could come over or whatever. And she's like making like a big deal about it. And she keeps like texting them and just talking about how bad she feels and eventually I was just like, they're fine. Like, they're adults. <laughs> yeah. If they wanted to come over, they would come over. I'm sure that they're having their own Thanksgivings with their own families. I'm sure that they're fine. They're not being held prisoner. Adults have feelings too, though. Just because they're adults doesn't mean they're immune. I'm an adult. To... I don't have feelings. Yeah, but you, you... You're not an adult. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good you, point. <laughs> you, you text somebody, you want to come over to Thanksgiving. If they don't do it, then they don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. They're I not, mean, that's They're fair. not children. Yeah. They're, not, they're not being held captive. But they're always in competition with each other. It's like if you don't have the most people at your house at Thanksgiving, you're a bitch. No, I, <laughs> I don't think what it was do you that. Get a lot of the I stuff think, that you say. I, my my mom was just make, making this big deal about feeling. I think she just felt bad, like they weren't getting to have a Thanksgiving, yeah. but they were. They were just having Thanksgiving with their own at their own houses. And then my dad having a little too much to drink, hey. saying weird and appropriate things at the table, just making it real awkward. Can we get a taste? Yeah, let's get an example. Uh, I don't remember, and also probably some of it was racist. So I don't, <laughs> I don't no, I really want to know what. Blacks coming over here taking our jobs. I'm like, Dad, you're mixing up the story here. 
I'm airing some dirty laundry. My, my mom's uh, definitely going to listen to this because she's the, the Pandora's box is opened up because oh, she listens to the podcast now, but whatever. My cousin was married to this guy, oh, and then he ended up turning out to be like a psycho who was like a stalker, and he was like mentally abusive, and they ended up getting a divorce. But from all the stories I ho- heard, because uh, my brother lives with my cousin, and he was around this for a long time, and all, he, he unloaded all these stories to me. And if those stories are to be believed, which I think they are, this guy was genuinely a psycho. He was genuinely a sociopath and a dangerous person. And then I find out after their divorce was finalized, my mom like reached out to him to see if he was okay. Mm-mm-mm. And I was like, what are you oh doing? And I was like, oh, no. and I was like, mom, <laughs> not everybody deserves sympathy like some people are just bad and you need to shun them like like Mm -hmm. like she just feels like she has to make everybody feel happy and it's like some people just need our lost causes some people need to be abandoned Uh, (laughs) i'm not gonna make any jokes about so i'm freaking out about this and i'm like i can't believe you did that yeah abandoned people 2020 that's what it's about It was it was it was a whirlwind. That that sounds like a that's whirlwind. That's not even that's why all. He's of not it. an adult. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, really quickly before we get to the stories, uh, just a follow up um, from something we talked about a couple episodes ago. So uh, th- you know, two or three episodes ago, we talked about this idea. I was like, you know, take it easy on like younger like Gen Z kids that don't know stuff about pop culture, and I kind of went into my whole theory about how millennials are the most pop culturally enriched generation because we grew up in a time when it was the dawn of cable television and the internet so there was these platforms for 24 hours of content constantly being piped in at you and we all you know sort of had parents that sort of just left us to our own devices watching tv and on the computer all day but there wasn't enough new programming to fill up that 24 hours so they would just show old reruns of everything dating back from you know the dawn of film to you know the 90s so we were constantly exposed to like the history of film and television, whereas nowadays with younger kids, there's just too much content that exists now that's constantly being made for them to be able to really go back and explore the history of content. And so I, you know, I kind of went through that theory and I was like, so, you know, take it easy on younger kids whenever, whenever they don't know about something, you know, it's, it's not, there's a reason for it and it's, it's understandable. So uh, recently, Billie Eilish was on Jimmy Kimmel and I I didn't really watch the video so I don't know exactly I just read the article but at some point in the conversation it came up that she has no idea who Van Halen is well that's not bad and there was a huge backlash of just like how do you not know who Van Halen is? And just it was like this big viral thing. She's people seven were, and a half years people, old. Yeah. People yeah. were she, tweeting. She's seventeen. Yeah, 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 she's seventeen. People were tweeting about it, being she, like, "How do you not know who?" Like, and like, "Oh, the 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 our, the current generation is doomed," and all these things, which is exactly what we talked about on that previous yeah. episode. Yeah. So I just wanted to re- reiterate on this: Billie Eilish is a seventeen-year-old teenage girl. Van Halen is so far out of her frame of reference. It would actually be strange if she did know who Van Halen was. She would have to have a very specific interest in that era of music, like be specifically interested in that type of thing to know who Van Halen is. She would have to know music from 40 years ago. Yeah. It's like if someone her came parents to me, probably yeah. don't know. Or they, 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 her parents don't listen to Van Halen. No, right. no, not. And she's a pop star, so why should she know Van Halen? Also, it's like if someone came up to me and was like, 
what do you mean you don't know who the ink spots are? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck they are. I don't know their music. That was like 40 years before. What do you mean you don't know who Charleston Radigan and the Foxworth (laughs) Four are? They're paramount to musical history. The vaudeville team of of rastabouts from the early 1900s. Yeah. It's it's unnecessary. Now, if she'd been like, oh, but I know Van Hagar. They're amazing. <laughs> then, then you're canceled. You're <laughs> yeah. canceled. But that's, yeah. If it's yeah. a bunch of Gen Xers, as part of a Gen X group, stop. It's, yeah. uh, she's in but this school. is kind of like a, yeah, yeah this is kind of well, like a trend. Not. There's like a, being a YouTube video talking about how she's homeschooled. I th- I would assume. I mean, she's probably never. Oh, that's right. Because she's on she's tour. She's on tour. Yeah. And Duh. I mean, well, I, was, way, she, I was homeschooled, still, and I know who Van Halen is, you know, so that's not really the excuse. No, no, no. She's within the reign of Van Halen, of or did you go searching I'm for not, the I'm not self. saying because um, she's homeschooled, she doesn't know. He said she's in high school, and I said, well, oh, I yeah, assume yeah. she's yeah. homeschooled. Not uh, saying because she, she's like, homeschooled, she <laughs> <laughs> that's why she okay. wouldn't know. I get, these people are just getting upset for no reason. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it's 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 like the new late night thing, or not late night talk show thing. It's like Ellen does it. She like does like the she bring millennials on and like asks them to fold up a map. And it's like, we don't need these things. There's no reason for it. Can I just wait? Fold up a mat? A map. Oh, a map. Yeah, she unfolded a map and like put a rotary phone out. And it's like, you look you know out there. Dumb. Like, you know out there in the world, there was a bunch of cartographers watching that episode of Ellen in just a single tear. Just... <laughs> Trick, trickling down their cheek. Folding a map is not easy. <laughs> That's also <laughs> a good point. I'm also not sure it's what also you mean by that. It's also unnecessary. Folding a map? Are so, you saying like... So a map is... is yeah, there's... Well, this back in the day it's... when you used to have to use a paper map yeah. to get places. Yeah, like the one you buy at the 7-Eleven. Like AAA. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a specific way that they're folded. Right. Because if you, if you just folded it like hot dog and then hamburger, 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 it would be all like kind of thick and puffy right. so they have they have like a specific way that they're folded uh, so that they can be really flat uh, okay. it's can accordion we, style can we go back to hot but dog hamburger not, hamburger hamburger but it's yeah what does that mean that's hot like dog a, is hot dog is in is is in half vertically that's like a thing you learn in school and, in elementary school they teach you like when you fold a piece of paper sideways it's hot dog and when you fold it front ways it's hamburger uh, yeah. folding never learned that yeah. yeah wow all right hot dog style hamburger style also whenever you're skiing and somebody says pizza. Pizza. You what is it? push it, your toes inward. You make mm-hmm. a pizza shape. With if your you skis. French fry when you're supposed no, I to that. pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> what is that from? It's a, a deep cut uh, South Park reference. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, For Billie Eilish, you don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like 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 we talked about that that one episode. There's gonna come a time when we're not gonna have enough mental capacity to retain. Like I feel like human beings are going to be going to evolve into creatures that can only retain the information that is currently happening to them because we're going to be so overwhelmed and oversaturated with data. You can only just know what's going on in the moment. Well, you're right because let me ask you guys a question. What year did the whole juicy Smollett thing happen? Why are you calling him juicy? This I, year, but it feels like it was seven years yeah. ago. I think I called him juicy because. Dave Chappelle called him Juicy. Okay. So now I'm like mixing uh, up the name. And then I'm spelling it in my head and I'm like, is it Juicy or is it Juicy? I think it's Jesse, but Jussie, I don't know. Jesse, Jesse, yeah. Jesse, do you know? Do you, oh, yeah. That was this year, right? Yeah, it seems like it but was, it feels 20, like it was uh, 2017. Yeah, yeah, years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, things are as close as you could see or as you could feel on more, whatever. Yeah. And after that, they... You just got to put it out of your mind after that. And it's just, it just like... <clears throat> 
you you just dump it out of the other side of your head the moment yeah. that you There's a little fragment it. in there and then hmm. plus we don't even bother to retain a lot of information because we just keep it on our phones. Yeah. It's like we don't need to. I forget I forget which author it was that uh, like the creation of typewriters was going to like cause humanity to evolve to a place where we didn't remember things as well as we used to. It's true. The idea of like just typing something and then it being on a piece of paper, it made it easier to write things down. Huh. So he thought that people would just not try as much to like remember things because, oh, I can just write it down with my, with my typewriter. Oh. And he's kind of right. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. I feel like that that idea kind of grew the same way with technology. Is like we, it, it was, when it was just typewriting, it was small increments of like, I don't need to use this much memory. And now we're just, everything's on our phone and people have the attention span of a rat. Well, yeah, it's like you don't have to even memorize phone numbers. Yeah. Which yeah. We I, know, had I think to do I know all the two time. phone numbers. I don't know my wife's like phone three, number. Three you don't? Which she's yeah. always constantly mad about. My girlfriend's phone number is eight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you to know prove your, your love, you're going to dox her. Do you actually know her phone number? <laughs> I do, yeah. I do. I actually know her uh, her phone number and then her phone number before the phone number she currently has. Okay, but so if we're, if we're not going to remember information as well as we used to, are there any tools to help us choose which information is important? Because I think no. Phones. I don't think so either. But I think we're going in the way of like that Black Mirror episode where everything's recorded through your eyes and you can kind of just play back the day. I think that's more of what's going to be happening with society. It's in just the, the future. The, yeah. The, yeah. The ability to basically just like view your entire day as a vlog or something where you can go back and go, I do, I, I, I remember doing that now because it happened. I don't think it's going to like change in the opposite way where we work on like mental uh our mental abilities instead of working on how to fix the easier problems so you think we're getting dumber yeah absolutely first uh, of all my favorite episode of black mirror is the one where that girl gets the exercise bike and trains and records herself training on God, it every day <laughs> i was like what is this what is this there was a commercial that recently came out peloton for the peloton and people are saying that it's <laughs> creepy and disturbing she does look like she's like worried yeah it is it's time. scary yeah what were you going to say, Kirk? Yeah. Oh, crossword puzzles. Mm. Yes. Crossword puzzles will help your brain. <laughs> I just wish the that's words were in anything there. Anything so else? No, nope, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else. I've thought about this a lot, and I've thought about the fact that like a lot of these people who are getting outed for certain things that they did a long time ago, mm-hmm. you know, the Me Too movement and things like that, or, or, or whatever it is, whether it's that or something else where somebody did something terrible in the past, and you know, it's been decades, and they've just long thought that they got away with it, and then comes to sort of bite them in the ass and and in uh, the fact that like when they did these things back in the 70s the 80s you know the 90s even even the early 2000s at the time they could have never conceived of a day when these things would be brought back to haunt them yeah. because you know they didn't think that those people would one day be more empowered to speak up about them. They didn't realize that uh, the internet would exist so that these things could be like massively talked about and traded globally and that things that happen over here can be talked about in the rest of the world. Like, like they just did not, they, they didn't conceive of these things when they did those things back in the day. They just it could have never occurred to them. And I was, I was thinking about, I've thought about the fact of like, what, what's the next thing that's going to happen where there's something in the future that we can't even conceive of now that 30 years from now is going to dredge up our deepest, darkest secrets that we would have could never even conceive anybody would ever know about. And the thing that I've thought of is that I feel like there's going to become a day when they invent a technology 
where you can extract everybody's memories yeah. out of their brain Absolutely. and watch them like a movie. Yep. Isn't and that Minority Report? People are going to see some dark shit. Right, exactly. That's what I, that's that's Minority Report, uh, right? <laughs> kind of. No, Minority Report is that there's uh, there's there's these three uh, precogs which oh, are yeah. that that can see the future and they then yeah. they can predict when somebody is going to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen now. That, yeah, that's okay. So that's gonna happen. What I'm thinking is like, as, as much as we're able to uh, store all of our information on phones and stuff, we're eventually going to be able to do that with the mind, and 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 eventually, if like the school of thought is like we get more and more progressive, but also just worried about being sensitive, uh, we're gonna give power to the people who can just take a thought you had and use it as evidence against whatever they want to accuse you for, and that's and that's a worry that I genuinely have. There's definitely okay. a lot of things that you've <laughs> said out of context. But... That's what I, that's what I, it's like. <laughs> I'm a. I say the dumbest shit and no. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you were talking about how things that people couldn't even conceive would be brought up, and that way memory is becoming more like collective memory is becoming more permanent through the internet. Maybe not, per, mm-hmm. you know, personally or individually, or our mental memory is probably degrading, but. In terms of a collective memory, it's probably getting stronger because we're only finding new ways to record what we're doing in each moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it's no longer a memory. You've uploaded it. It's data now. You take it out of your brain mm-hmm. and you put it into a server, and it's be, it's it has become data. You don't need to remember. So, it. what makes it a memory when you look at it and you feel something? A memory is is a multi sense experience. It's something that has a an idea, a smell, a taste. What's it called? a emotional experience all tied into it that you 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 remember something with your entire body is uh when you when you when you talk about an experience and you post it online uh it just becomes a piece of data of something that happened what is the word uh olfactory is that what it's called Mm -hmm. it's like it it engages all of the senses Mm -hmm. that's i think a memory has to like fit into that category it has to do that and in, 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 in a lot of ways, it's actually superior because memories are fallible and malleable. Yeah. And there, there's, there's so much scientific data backing the fact that you can like create false memories and you can make people remember things that mm-hmm. never happened. Turning into data is actually more reliable. Like the fact that like some of these things that people are bringing up from decades ago, there's, there's still this buffer of like, it's been so long and maybe you're not remembering it correctly and all these things like that. But starting from the moment that people you know started recording everything and filming everything and talking about things the moment that they happen and making them records that exist online from that moment on everything's concrete you can go back and you can mm-hmm. you can definitively uh reconstruct an, an event because it's all there it was all documented the moment that it happened and there's literal footage and things like that of it so in a lot of ways, it's superior. Okay, uh, question for just like the the evolution of, of information. Uh, back in the day, like the whole free Tibet movement. No, I'm just wondering where you're going with this. It's like <laughs> information traveled at such a slower rate back then, but it seems like there were more protests and more more involvement from the people who got that information. And now we have everybody with the information and able to see the wrongdoings around the world, but I don't see as many protests. Yeah, because people take the path of least resistance. It's right. like if you experience injustice and your only 
option is to get up and do something about it, the more passionate of us will get up and do something about right. it. If you experience injustice, your options are getting up and doing something about it or posting about it on social media and your post going viral and feeling that endorphin rush of I did something. That's easier to do. That makes it's kind it, of fucked that up. That makes a lot of sense. It is fucked up. That's that's kind of what it like where do we go from there? How do we how do we how do we make those two things different? Like I wanna get all the knowledge and all the Burn the servers. <laughs> <laughs> Go escape from L.A. on everybody's ass and just... Pliskin it. Yeah, pliskin it. You guys are saying references I I have no idea. I I, I also think that you should probably do a little bit more research about that because in the last three years, there have been the most and the biggest and the largest and the most populated riots and what was the word that protests you protests of, of all time you're you're probably right I, I i probably should do a little more research and and always do a little more research but it's like maybe it's also just the information getting back to me about the current status of protesting you know what i mean like these things that the giant protests we we see like the women's march huge big in the media but the other ones i don't i, I haven't heard many yeah. of the other ones and, maybe and it's that's just probably, because it's not also something that you're paying attention it didn't to. seem like the women's march did anything like, it's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's our, that's our other podcast. Yeah. The that's effectiveness the of yeah. protests is is definitely a different yeah, topic. Right. Yeah. And do you think that has to do with the technology and the ability to just say, I saw it on my phone, I, I, I liked it, and that's enough for me? No, I think people, I think it's about transparency and what action are you taking? I mean, you're showing... You're showing that you care about something, but are you taking action to actually manipulate legislation? Maybe the numbers could convince somebody, but I think in terms of a direct action, it's not actually manipulating any change. It, it could cause change through a domino effect, but I don't think it directly manipulates change. All right, bada bing. As yeah. I once said, the only thing that a change.org petition has ever changed is the amount of data on the change.org servers. Speaking of change.org, there's a... <laughs> wait, wait. Is this an ad? Nostalgia podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Nostalgia podcast. What happened in Nostalgia this week? Speaking, I really want to know. Speaking of change.org, they're developing a Dragon Ball Z live action series for Disney+. Plus. Thank you. What? Thank you. Good That's transition. exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. Seamless. And that w- seems like... And what I mean by that is there's definitely a change.org position somewhere... <laughs> calling for them to cancel this that seems like it is the wrong idea on the wrong platform and the wrong show and the wrong people working on yes i have questions yes does disney own dragon ball z you should no i they don't i i actually it was on toonami no well 17 years ago i mean dragon dragon ball z is is owned by toei animation which we've uh that's that's a that's a recall of we've we've Discussed oh. Toei Animation several times. They're the doing pa- that on past switcheroo episodes. thing again. They they own Toei Animation, and then in in the United States, Funimation uh, owns the uh, U- U.S. Um, licensing and distribution rights for Dragon Ball. I don't know what the connection is. I don't know why it's being developed for Disney Plus. I'm assuming it's some kind of partnership or whatever between Funimation and Disney. More action figures. I do know that like uh, you know Disney. Not that these things are related at all, but just you know this. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I do know, you know, Disney has the U.S. distribution rights for any Studio Ghibli film. Studio Ghibli is a very large animation studio uh, in Japan, and they've made a ton of classic films like My, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, Kiki. Spirited Away, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Nausicaa and the Spirit of the Wind, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. or The Value of the... Whatever. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, but and then Disney has the distribution rights in in the in the U.S. for those movies. Let so, me help Disney out real quick. Okay, Do stop. It. Let's hear Throw it. the Mara Vista label on it and put it on. Hulu. That's your solution to everything. No. Okay, here's the thing. You talked about this last week about throwing the Mara Vista on it. Put, put the Mar on this specifically because with that Mar Vista. And I say this because Dragon Ball Z is about violent people. That that's the thing though is uh, is like the Mandalorian is super fucking violent. Yeah. People get beheaded. Yeah, and I would say the Mandalorian's a little more violent than old school Dragon Ball. Because my my understanding of Goku of, died like eleven times, <laughs> not by beheading, <laughs> yeah, but, but the way that he the way that he died yeah. was yeah, yeah, just yeah. disappearing exactly. into a into a void. Yeah. Is yeah. Dragon Ball Z still being produced? Yeah. No. So Dragon Ball was the original anime run based on the manga of the same name mm. it ran in the 80s mm-hmm. in the late 80s early 90s dragon ball z ran and the reason for the change was that the creator of dragon ball akira toriyama he got tired of doing dragon ball because it was like a comedy manga and he just got bored of doing it so he wanted to do an action manga instead so he basically fast forwarded several years to when the character in, in dragon ball goku was an adult and turned it into an action shonen manga. Oh, okay. And so Dragon Ball Z had its run, and then he was like, I'm done with this, I want to move on. And so they continued on without him. They produced a series that he was not involved with called Dragon Ball GT. That was done in the early 2000s and universally hated by all Dragon Ball fans, and it sucks. Recently, probably back in like 2015, I think, like the, uh, I think they developed Dragon Ball Super, which is a new series that directly continues from the end of Dragon Ball Z and completely um, Dragon Ball GT is no longer canon. Um, and that's been running for a couple of years. I think it just finished. And People then really liked it. Mm-hmm. It's just now in the last couple of years been getting to the US. Uh, so that's the one that's like currently running is Dragon Ball Super, um, which is like a continuation after Dragon Ball Z. Okay. But Dragon Ball Z is the most famous and popular iteration. The idea of doing a live action movie has been kicked that. around for decades. Uh, they, they did, they did a live-action movie in the early 2000s called Dragon Ball Evolution, which oh, was yeah. fucking terrible. Shout out to Emmy Rossum. Nothing like, like, yeah, the only the only good part of it. No, that's not true. You're talking about Chow the 2000... Chow Yun-Fat as Master Roshi <clears throat> was, was great. You're talking about the 2008-2009 one? Uh, is yes. that what it was? With, yeah. like, Brandon something? No, his <gasps> name was Justin Chatwin. Just, okay. Oh, Justin Chatwin. Ugh. Uh, yeah, that movie sucked. But Amy Rossum as Bulma was great, and yeah. Chow Yun-Fat as Master Roshi was great. I wish that Chow Yun-Fat would be Master Roshi in a new thing. That would be amazing. Yeah, he'll um, probably be even though he's not Japanese, but still, he's he's a legend. He's great. But uh, yeah, they're they're developing a live action series for Disney Plus. Very odd, but I don't know the full story behind that. <laughs> I'd love to see uh, Mr. Popo. <laughs> No, they're they're not they're not doing Mr. Popo. <laughs> Julie and I have no idea. What uh, Mr. No Popo, idea. Let me show you live action. Let me show you what Mr. Popo looks like. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Popo is like so. There's a there's this Namekian uh, <laughs> elder named Kame, and he lives on this little uh, planet that's basically heaven, and he or not Kame. Uh, what, no, what is what is uh that's Kame is the other guy. What is the what is this is Mr. Popo? Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's wide, widely, <laughs> widely criticized as being oh a black faced <laughs> minstrel. I mean, that's character would be they're, my yeah. first thought when I saw it. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're called they're called mud babies, and they were. These, that doesn't make it better. It no, 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 no. I'm saying like the back in the day, they used to make these little 
charms. Oh, okay. And they were called mud babies. And they were like little blackface minstrel, like racially insensitive knickknacks. Mm-hmm. And he is patterned after a mud baby and widely criticized as such. I think I think in like some versions of the show, they've like lightened his skin and make, made him more like blue um, to try to distance it from the blackface. But Japan has got some very complicated relationships with black people. They, they you know, there's a lot of blackface stuff that goes on in Japan and they just. As a kid, I was just like, "Yo, Mr. Popel is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> he had the uh, he had the hyperbaric time chamber, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I love awesome. Mr. Popo. And then once you is... grow up, like this is bad. What? <laughs> what is that? I'm, I'm blanking on the name of uh, his master. But everybody knows uh, Piccolo. Everybody knows Piccolo. Piccolo is black. Oh yeah, too, he's, he's green. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What? I don't know Piccolo. What the fuck is his name? Right? Like, I don't know. If, if anybody had Piccolo. to take a guess, like, oh yeah, this I Kami. always it's Kami. I was right the first time. It's Kami. Let me see. He, this guy. I kind of feel like the people of Namek are are the actual black people of the show but they totally are i mean yeah, yeah. piccolo piccolo, piccolo is a black guy. he's like he's definitely somebody's dad he's like james from uh, he's gohan's dad he's the best he's he's yeah yeah he's yeah, the yeah. only true dad that gohan has ever had because sort of. goku is a terrible father goku is such a bad dad you're crazy if you he don't gave his life up for the father. for the world no 11 <laughs> times <laughs> buddy so right, yeah well, they're, they're doing the live action show and it's gonna have an all asian cast with a very oh. big budget that's good. Meaning that executives think this could be the beginning of another blockbuster franchise. Nope. It's so hard because like these things like it can't be done live action no, because it's, it's either going to be not because anime is so hyper realistic mm-hmm. that it's either going to be it's either going to pale in comparison to what the anime is. Yep. Or if they really go to the levels of stretching it, stretching the hyper realism, it's going to be too CGI. Mm-hmm. And it's just not going to be. In, it's just. I, just what about leave, like if it's it if it's and I don't know if this is good at better, but what if it's in like the same vein of Scott Pilgrim? Like it felt like you were watching a comic. Yeah, if they did it like that, that'd be really cool. Because the thing about Scott Pilgrim was is that they used a lot of visual effects to do some of the over the top comic book stuff, but all of the fighting was real, practical, mm-hmm. shot really well choreographed with a expert stunt team and you know was the the chops of the fighting in that movie was like on par with mm-hmm. with like genuinely good kung fu films so, it would be so, very difficult for dragon ball z to do that so for a studio disney has the money and the ability to do something like that i think i think they really have a, the, like an opportunity to make it okay well it, that, it, that's the issue though is uh, that because of how big budget it's going to be and because of the focus like th- that's the issue with things when the studio is really banking on something and it's a really big focus, they get too scared of taking risks, and then the thing become that's why things become mediocre and kind of like, uh, because it's just the studio is too scared to take risks and they wanted it to be safe, and it kind of it kind of gets safed into oblivion, and it's only when the studio doesn't really care about it, doesn't have a lot of faith in it, and they're just like fine. They're not going to give you as much money, mm-hmm. but they're going let, to let you do what you want to do. That's when things get really interesting and unique and cool. Okay. And yeah, seeing like, somebody go Super Saiyan in, in real life just doesn't. I, that, uh, Unless you, it's that kid. That, I was the, literally. That's, <laughs> no, oh, wait, you're the, talking about the, the kid like, going Super ah, Saiyan? 
in his living room. It's the in best his living room is the yeah, best yeah, thing. Yeah. In the I world. watch that video every year. I, I'm never disappointed. Yeah, I absolutely believe the moment he turned that camera off, absolutely, he was a super saiyan. He was. Yeah, yeah. But there's a guy who's who on who's this on YouTube right now, and he's time. editing him. He edited himself becoming super saiyan, and it looks pretty good. Like I didn't hate it. It's a little cartoony, but I like show. Dragon Ball Z could be great as a live action show if it was allowed to be done super weird. If they because so. There's a Japanese director. His name is Takashi Miike. Six nine. And I mean, that's I got that reference. I got that reference. No, you guys could date. Um, <laughs> and right. uh, several years ago, in like 2008 or so, he made this movie called Yatterman, which was a live action adaptation of a very obscure anime. And it's so fucking strange. And he was able to capture and bottle the tone of a anime in a live action film it's like re it's like the closest thing to a good adaptation of a, a live action adaptation of an anime i've ever seen but it's so fucking weird because anime is weird yeah and they're just not gonna let it be that way yeah. uh, disney I'll isn't gonna let them make a weird cool unique show I'll tell you if they do, I would love it to see the entire like one of the entire seasons of uh, Dragon Ball Z where um, Goku dies. Spoilers, and <laughs> goes to the underworld where uh, who is it? Bulma's dad is like the devil or something. I would love to see that sitcom Chi-Chi's style. Dad. Chi-Chi's dad. I would love to see that sitcom style where he's like he has to do the all the all the missions to get back to Earth or whatever. He's writing out the thing, but I would love to see like the situational comedy they could do with it. I think it'd be hilarious because that character, like the big bumbling like uh, devil guy, was hilarious. I can't remember his name though. <laughs> I want a great say a man show. We'll see what happens, uh, Disney. Don't don't mess this up, or yeah. else. But I mean, if they're getting if they're getting that those rights, I would love to see Goku in the Marvel universe crossovers, baby. I, I don't want to see that at all. You know, yeah, I, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, it's Todd's face is it's telling me everything I need to know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Zac Efron is Goku. I don't want to see that. <laughs> and I love Zach Efron. It's a joke. Efron. It's a joke. I mean, You're putting me in a, on the idea, a on on the idea that I get to see Zach Efron all shirtless again. And I'm he's okay way that, too yeah. small. <laughs> Goku's not a big guy. Not a, I mean, yeah, Goku's like a, he's, he's pretty lean. large. He's lean. He's yeah. large. He's not a large person. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's he's Vegeta is a little <laughs> smaller than Goku, but yeah. Goku isn't a huge guy. Brawly is a huge guy. Brawly's a huge dude. They don't know what we're talking about. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Dragon Ball Z, we'll see. I've yeah. been paying attention for the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. How does it feel, Kelby, to be one of the people in the room talking about something and nobody else knows what you're saying? <laughs> has the, has the, <laughs> you feel the power of it? <laughs> Feels kind of weird because I want Kirk to speak and I want Julia to say something. You know? Well, Kirk and I have been having some we've telepathy having, yeah, conversations. We've been having moments. Yeah. We've yeah. had a full conversation. Okay, I saw him drink water, so I was like, oh, good idea. I'll good drink idea. Water. <laughs> Hydrate. Stay hydrated yeah. during Stay Dragon hydrated. Ball Z time. Like, Copy that. feel the it's heat important. coming from the conversation, yes. so okay. I want to get hydrated. That's what's up. Um, but I, I will take a live action Naruto. I'll do it. I'll, I'll watch that all day. Just gonna, it's more doable. I've never yeah. seen it. Lethal Weapon 5 is in development. No. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. I'm too old. We talked about, I don't. <laughs> I, think, I think I said something like, I think I literally said, we were talking about Beverly Hills Cop Four, yep, I and I so. said I want to do a Lethal Weapon Five. I literally said that. As and in, then, you want to write it? No, I said I want them to do a Lethal oh, you Weapon want them Five. To, okay, I'd yeah, be yeah. so on board with it, and, okay. it, and I got my wish. Yeah. Okay. What? So I know. So people make fives and sixes and sevens of whatever because it'll make money. Mm-hmm. Why do people want to see 
different versions of that, especially if they're getting worse. Because there's always bad guys. Sometimes they don't get worse. When do they not get worse? Sometimes they don't get worse. And also, even when they do get worse, most people have bad taste and don't know that they're worse. And they also have a connection they think that they're to good. It. I mean, there is a nostalgia factor yeah. to it, too. Yeah, but yeah, like, so nostalgia. Yeah. You just see the something yeah. that you Although, recognize and you I, like it. I truly don't need to. I mean, I grew up with Lethal Weapon, and Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are really influential. 3 and 4, eh. I don't need a 5. I get it. You guys are old. You're too old for the shit. Yeah. You're going to get some young guy to do the shit. <laughs> the shit's going to be action-packed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, great. Well, here's the thing. My emotional mind wants a lethal weapon five but also mel gibson is a piece of shit a huge yeah. piece of shit yeah, he is so i don't know so, yeah i don't know i mean i i, I guess um, it's hard yeah uh, i mean he you know he, he didn't create the franchise it's you know it's, it's it's a little easier to separate the art from the artist in this situation but it still gives you pause mm-hmm. according to our sources lethal weapon five is currently in the early stages of development it will definitely be happening better yet we're told that both mel gibson and danny glover are expected to reprise their roles in the upcoming sequel Joe Pesci is almost re- also rumored to be returning. Ooh. Um, so he's full out of retirement. Yeah, come back. Um, from what we understand, the movie will feature both of the detectives being pulled out of retirement for one last gig. I am, <laughs> I'm not even joking right now. I am way too old for this shit. <laughs> I, it's not a joke. I'm not doing it. Who are you? Are you quoting what something? Are you doing? Right now? What, what, what are you is doing? happening? This is what Danny Glover says in the movie. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I was yeah, waiting I was, for what is, you were too old. I know I attack <laughs> He's like, I know <laughs> I say this a lot, and you guys laugh, but I'm really too old for this shit. I you just, know what they should he do? just keeps repeating it because he's senile. Oh my I God, just senile. got out of hip surgery. You know what I they can't should do? Physically oh. go. They should oh have. Uh, they should have these guys in the uh, in in the in the old folks' home, and then have Vin Diesel come in, and he's gonna be the one that tells them that they got one last mission. Good idea. Yeah, I'd watch that. And then Ryan Reynolds just comes around and he just like makes a snarky comment. Keep Vin Diesel away from my Lethal Weapon movie. Who? I heard Vin Diesel Vin, and The Rock uh, don't Diesel. like each other. What? <laughs> are you starting? Are you trying to start a rumor right now? That's just what I heard. Well, you know, I mean, you know why? Because because they're both rocks. Vin Diesel is Ooh. a is a jabroni and a candy ass. Ooh! <laughs> oh, he yeah. definitely smells that. He definitely smells that. Wow! I like that one. Yeah. Come Ty- at us. Tyrese doesn't like him either. <laughs> Does no? I'm not, I'm not. As much as I love the weapon, I'm not here for it. Why I'd not? probably watch it because you to know. be honest with you, what? Why not? Because they're just, what are, what are they going to show me yeah. that is going to be anything better than Lethal Weapon 1 and Lethal uh, Weapon 2? Andrew, elevator so, pitch, go. <laughs> and also, you they're going to have to bring in a young guy, which they always do. So they're Joe gonna, Pesci. They're gonna, oh, yeah, that's your Pesci's <laughs> young guy. Yep, that's right. That, 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 that plays. It's just, they're going to bring in, like, let's get Chris Hemsworth. No, and it'll be no, it'll be no. it'll be yeah. Mel Gibson's long lost son. See, for me, I'm <laughs> from his dead wife. <laughs> from his dead wife. <laughs> for me, I'm totally here for it because I mean, I'm here for it in concept because, like, as long as it doesn't suck, as long as it's a good idea, I love the Dark Knight Returns trope. I love the idea. I talked about this with the Terminator. Like, I love the idea of old Terminator. I want to yeah, okay. see the old versions of heroes and cops coming back and like being old and like doing what like i love that idea so that's it's, it's i don't hate I that wanna, idea what i want to see they can just do it without the lethal weapon stamp on it no i'm they saying they need to have I'm reginald bell johnson i'm saying back. i love the idea yes. he wants to see these old people old yeah. rigs and murtaugh coming back like actually old 
Yeah. Like, I'm definitely but, too old for but that shit. That's what it's not going to be. They need to be like, I can't run. I've had knee <laughs> replacement surgery. Oh my God, where did I leave my keys for my Ooh, car? Yeah. Oh, what if they, like so you, you want them to chips it? Like, they make a spoof version nowadays. No, it should like, be real. Let's not have Mel Gibson jump off a roof and be like, oh my God, the 65 year old guy just jumped <laughs> off a roof and survived. There's got to be some hyper realism. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Denzel can do it. Don't Denzel can do anything. Yeah, don't 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 disparage now, look, Denzel. I mean, Tom I'm, Cruise is the, is about the same age as Mel Gibson, and he's literally I really was, doing that. His, his, his statements are off the chart, Tom though. So Cruise that's not is a, that's a not, robot. Yeah, Tom Cruise <laughs> in Ghost Protocol, which I call probably one of the best action films made in the last twenty five years, proves that they can come back and, and get it one last time. <laughs> I'm looking up how. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say 53. I'm going to say 55. I think Mel Gibson's a little older than him, yeah, but 59. 59? Tom Cruise? Uh, Tom Cruise is oh. 57? So? Oh, wow. Mm, so See? we tied. How old is <laughs> We Mel Gibson's got to be about 66. Mel um, Gibson's 63. So it's that's okay. Fair. 5 years difference is not bad. Um That's dateable. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, Julia! So uh, this is this is uh, uh, strange. Um, so the, so there's they're rebooting Planet of the Apes, which I, I thought, it. which I thought was which I thought was crazy. Do you? It, yeah, it just I came out. Like, well, it's gonna it's gonna continue from the Marky Mark. Yeah, exactly. Version, so. they, they 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 are like when I first saw this news, and I immediately kind of opened the, the link with the intention of like we're going to talk about this on the show. I was just thinking like, oh, they're rebooting the Planet of the Apes, like the like the Charlton Heston original series of Planet of the Apes. And then like when I was doing the outline, I was like, oh yeah, what about they, they already there's they just got finished with like a trilogy of movies that the the last one came out this year, I think. Wait, who did that one? Uh, well, they did they did Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes and whatever the last one was called. That's it was probably the, it was the, it. What it was the, the James Franco? The James one, Franco then Rise and then War. Wait, is oh, the James Franco no, the most Ri- recent? Rise one? of the Planet of the Apes is the James Franco one. Oh, um, is it? Oh, let me or bad. let me double check that. Yeah, Rise you don't want to have to put a correction in. Oh, you didn't say anything wrong last week. Dawn of the I didn't. Planet of the Apes. I did job. Planet of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Said Todd. Dawn, Hold Rise, on. War. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is the first one. Okay, James Franco. Dawn is the second one. War is the third one. Okay, the third perfect. one just came out. What year? Wait, wait, when? I would. I'm gonna say it's 2017. 2018. A week ago. 2017. 2017. Yeah. Dang. 2017. Um, Close. Got this one. Yeah. Uh, and even that, I thought was we'll I thought it was more time. recent. Woody Harrelson's um, that one. Okay. Yeah. So, so they just they just did a trilogy of reboots, and and, and so I, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And they were completely satisfactory. They were good. At this R- rate, Rupert Wyatt directed them. Yeah. It's very good. At this rate, there's going to be a new Harry Potter starting next week. Isn't there? Well, there already is. Yeah, isn't there a new Harry Potter? Yeah. Fantastic Beasts. Oh, Oh, no, no, wait. I mean, like, the Sorcerer's Stone. That's Harry Potter. Oh, you mean a remake remake of the old ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, starting all over again. Uh, I could see it. Uh, I don't think they'll remake it. They won't remake those anytime soon because uh, J.K. Rowling has more of a control over the franchise, and she won't. Let it happen, but I yeah. think they're I think they're continuing the story from the Harry Potter. Uh, well, right now they're doing line. Fantastic Beasts, which is a prequel. Oh, I see. Well, uh, to this Planet of the Apes, I mean, I like the one with James Franco. Um, they're good movies, but they yeah, just they came are. out. I yeah, didn't yeah. really and like the other the the other two. I, I thought they were a little too like. 
too much. I love the second one. I haven't I, seen the third one. The third one is is my favorite of all three of them, and Woody Harrelson is fantastic in it. Mm. It's so love good. Woody Harrelson. And I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to sound like I read too much into it, but the entire movie sounds like it, or it feels like it's an it's it's a not it's like trying to get you to realize that Alzheimer's is so fucking scary. And if you watch it, tell me if I'm wrong, but it, it felt that entire the entire time I was watching it. It was cool. Well, that was a big thing in the first one. The first one was like he was trying right. to cure Alzheimer's because his father. I thought they would like lose that in because in the second one I didn't really I didn't really see anything like that yeah, like, going on. And in the third one they drove it home hard, man. I mean, it is is a terrifying illness. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're they're rebooting it, but they're rebooting they're rebooting it based on either the original series of films or even maybe the the books and like kind of rebooting it from the original series of films a new planet of the apes movies in the works at disney and fox in what will be the first uh, feature in the franchise since disney acquired fox earlier this year um and the studios tapped west ball the director of the maze runner to de- develop and direct the new mm. film um the project is described as in early development stages and it's not clear whether this will be a continue uh, continuation of the trilogy that's recently concluded uh with matt reeves 2017 were of the planet of the apes <laughs> or whether it's a full reboot or a separate standalone film that's what this says. I read some other things that were basically alluding to the fact that it was like a full like page one reboot going back to the original movies. Let's get let's get a a hologram uh, Charlton Heston hologram Montalban. Let's get him in the, let's get him in this movie. The name you only know that's only because of, of you because of the because of Planet Purgatory. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> this just sounds like like Disney is really ramping it up because they spent a lot of money in the past uh, three years. A lot so, of money. I mean, I, I don't think anybody needs this. I don't think anybody wants this. Mm. There's definitely think again. Want this. I, you I, want this? Julius Airport? Okay. I love any anything that's more of like something kind of animally, like Jurassic Park, super about <laughs> really? like a million Jurassic Parks. I'd be like, sure, I'll oh, see wow. it. Oh, wow. I, I would like to see like more, just constantly more of the world getting taken over, like, like a game of Risk. Also that. That'd it's the good. kind of... The, the whole chaos thing. Yeah, I like that. Super right. into it. Okay. I mean, aside from that, there's just a rabid fan base for the Planet of the Apes. Like, yeah, those, I'm part of it. Those movies are <laughs> the original movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's, yeah it's, it's a science fiction cult classic with a huge That's fan so base. That's to me. But, I mean, if, the, if people want it, then give it to I me. mean, they're great movies. Also, the idea of communicating with animals is like definitely something that a lot of people like that's something that a lot of people really want like animal people mm. so you like uh what was eddie murphy's the clumps dr doolittle dr doolittle <laughs> the clumps <laughs> <laughs> so you what if they like remade the clumps mm, no dang yeah. it dr um, doolittle dr. Do- they are remaking dr <laughs> they doolittle. are not the we not, watched the not, trailer not, not that one not, not that i don't count that one but i'm talking about like the exact same movie Oh, not like that. No. Oh, okay. uh, but if you like chaos, they're making a live action Cthulhu movie or a Cthulhu that series. Is. That guy in your pocket. Oh, that's Cthulhu. Ah, uh, Cthulhu. 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 Perfect. Um, <laughs> he is a Shoggoth old one of eldritch horror from another oh, dimension. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Uh, I think I would need more background info. Nobody. On that. Like, I, I highly, nobody has heard or of or read any H.P. Lovecraft. No. Oh, HV. HP. HP. Yeah, Hewlett Packard Lovecraft. No, I don't think so. He was very racist, so. Oh, was he? That's why. He probably made Mr. Popo. Damn. 
Uh, Ace Ventura 3 is in the works. Jim Carrey may return. Uh, As who? Morgan Creek Productions produced and released the first two films in collaboration with Warner Brothers and the same production houses are said to be discussing the possibility of doing a second sequel while Carrey himself has reportedly expressed interest in reprising the character for a third time. Um, while the Hollywood star's participation in the franchise ended with a sequel, When Nature Calls, got some racism going on in that one uh, of its own, oh, um, yeah. the fictional Ooh, character tried that. to chug along. Oh, I mean, also, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but the fictional character tried to chug along without him. First with the animated TV show, which lasted three seasons, and then a direct-to-video sequel featuring his son. Uh, that movie with his son is fucking terrible. First two movies, loved them when I was a kid. Jim Carrey was a hero. It was him and Bill Clinton. Those are my two heroes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's unpack I, I read both of their biographies. Yep. Are they still your two top heroes? No, definitely not. Bill um, Clinton still, though. Definitely not. Okay. That first movie, super transphobic. Oh, yeah. That One. second movie, 100%. Absolutely. super racist. Yeah. Super racist. Are you talking about Ace Ventura? Yes. yes. I don't remember it. I don't really either. The first movie, <laughs> yeah. the central... Is that the one Dan Marino's in? Yes. Yeah. The main our guy, though. The main plot line of the movie <laughs> is that they're trying to find this guy who was a football player who was like a disgraced football player who like lost his team this game and everybody hates him. Uh, and he like kidnaps a dolphin. Mm. And they're trying to find the, the No, he kidnaps the Miami yeah, he, dolphin. Yeah, he called yeah, he kills the, the Miami Dolphin. Then he has this police captain. Um, who's uh, played by Sean Young, who's a woman. And then in the end of the movie, it's revealed that Sean Young's character, the police captain, is the football player who has had a sex change. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole thing when he discovers it because she they kiss. And then oh, he discovers yeah. that. Yeah. And he and then there's a whole, there's a montage of him like, Dumping toothpaste into his mouth and showering oh. and vomiting, and then oh. in the end, he reveals to everybody that it's a guy and like pulls down her pants, and you can see Ooh. her balls. Yeah, and it's... then everybody on the police force is like, <laughs> "It's like real bad." It's oh way my bad. God. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. And then the, in the second one, there's the whole he like goes to like an African tribe. Yeah, and they're like they're like Bumbaya Shuna, and he's like. Oh, bumblebee tuna. It's like it's it's like making fun of um, African yeah. culture, basically. Yeah. So what will they do for the third? But they had him coming out of a rhino's butt, so, so it's all okay. What years were those released? Ace Ventura was ninety two or three. And the third one, he's just gonna go fuck Chinese oh, people. God. And then no, the you know it's all like about Mexicans right uh, now. Yeah, <laughs> him and uh, what's his name again? <laughs> that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that guy. Yeah, 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 that guy. You know who I'm talking about? Are you we talking went about Rambo? Movie? Stallone, Rambo. Yeah. Rambo. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah. Why were you not remembering Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, that's confusing. So he could do the voice over and over. I was gonna say Robert De Niro, but mm. I... are you okay? Kelby the other day. Yeah. Kelby the other day said, "Oh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is Jewish." <laughs> Had no clue. Oh, the most Jewish name that has ever existed in the history of man is Jewish. Had no clue. Uh, yeah. Wait, so... we don't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We don't like Dan Marino. He's a... What? <laughs> you, that's your take? He's I mean, a legend. He participates in the transphobia. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just a football player. And he, I mean, we still accept 1978, baby. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, yeah. he didn't write the movie, and it was a Neither did Dan Marino. Thank you. Time. Yeah, Dan Marino, like, I mean, yeah, that's our guy. Dan Marino sucks because he was on the Dolphins, but that's what the only thing against What are you talking about? Him. Dan Marino uh, is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like football. You can't <laughs> <say> <laughs> 
I don't. I may. I don't know anything about legendary yeah. uh, uh, undefeated season. Dan Marino. Literally, the only he still thing know I know Joe about Montana, Dan Marino boy. is that he was in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the movie because he's the most legendary. Aside now from Tom Brady, he's the most legendary football player in history. One what? of one of. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Go look it if, up. That, uh, you added one of. That makes a little more like, sense. But like the reason why Dolphin fans still exist, even though they haven't won a game in twenty years, is because of Dan Marino. None yeah. of us are responding because none of us like football. Yeah. Next. <laughs> this um, isn't the podcast for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is just no. This is just you another thing. Need to take a thing. break. Yes, I have to go smoke. <laughs> yeah. This is just another thing that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey might be coming back to it. Crazy. All right. Let's talk about this real quick. Is Jim Carrey done? No. 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 no, no. What? What? He has happy. He's He's like back. He's like back. Yeah. Yeah, He's He's back. 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 This is the. This is just the beginning. Okay. He had like a period. You can definitely call it insane for a while and became Mm -hmm. an artist and did that weird documentary and. Yeah. I need color. Was like an anti-vaxer and he's back. What? He had a. He had a. Yeah. Sure. He's an anti-vaxer. Okay. Is he still an anti-vaxxer? His, his girlfriend, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy, McCarthy. Oh, that's his girlfriend. Is the one? Well, not anymore. But oh, at the okay. time, gotcha, gotcha, she gotcha. is the one who created yeah, no, that, the right. anti-vaxxer movement. I didn't know yeah. they were dating. That's crazy. I, they were either dating or married or something like oh, that. Wow, um, that's that's I insane. I forget if they're married or dating, but either way, they were together when she created the anti-vaxxer movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Jim Carrey did that really weird thing where he made that video the talking about how. <laughs> I saw so my, I love the so two. my 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 birthday is on February twenty third. So every year it's like a thing. Uh, well, actually, less and less a thing now because now the 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 movie industry has changed a little bit. February is no longer as much of the dumping ground as it used to be. But mm-hmm. back in the day, Kevin Deadpool came out in February, which is one of the highest grossing. Yeah, oh, it, it's like the second highest grossing <clears throat> R rated film of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back in the day, February it was the was the month where they put all the shitty movies that are going to fail. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it was it's like the graveyard. Yep. So every year I go see one of these movies. Not only was this movie out in February, but it came out on February 23rd, the number 23. So yeah. I saw that in theaters on my birthday. Did you enjoy it? No. Okay. <laughs> you should have gotten an Oscar for that. All right. Oh yeah, I was just going to say that uh, Jim Carrey did this weird video several years ago where he just creepily talked about how beautiful Emma Stone was. And oh, it was like, that. it was like, oh, I remember that. oh was, yeah, it was eerie. Like oh, he posted on, on YouTube and he was like, what? He just filmed himself with a little camera. Yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. It Talking about older guys. Yeah. Creeping on younger girls. That, that was a super mm. toxic. Guys, I think you ought to know. <laughs> nice segue. That <laughs> my girl Alanis <laughs> announced a new tour and a new album. That's ironic. Don't you think? Isn't it ironic? I'm an idiot. It's probably not ironic because most of the things in the song are not examples of irony. Yep. She has a tragic misunderstanding of the concept of irony. Uh, she knows that, and that makes it ironic. That's the that's the that apologist song. thing that fans try to say. Oh, they do really? Yeah, that's is that funny. she's ironically saying things that aren't ironic. Ergo, but it's, irony. But it's yeah. total bullshit. Yeah, it's like that time that uh, Jewel released a book of poetry and Kurt Loder <clears throat> called her out on using poor grammar 
uh, during the interview. And oh, I she, remember that. And she tried to pretend like it was on purpose. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not, it wasn't on purpose. Alanis Morissette has announced a 25th anniversary tour of Jagged Little Pill. So she's going to do the whole album with support from Liz Fair and Garbage. Um, who both supported Morissette's 1998 tour. Um, she also announced a new album, Such Pretty Forks on the Road, on May 1st. It's her first since 2012's Havoc and Bright Lights. So yeah, she's going on tour with my girl Liz and, wow. my, girl, and my girl Shirley. You never yeah. heard of Garbage? You guys, you guys no, not I, know any of these? Yeah, I didn't. I know I didn't, I didn't. Do you know Liz Fair? Garbage, mm-hmm. unfortunately. You know, thank you're, you, Julia. You're, you're, you're about to kimmel me right now. Do you know Garbage? <laughs> Don't do it. Uh-huh. See, instead. Garbage, yeah. This is. I mean, oh wait, wait. Like, what's their what's their most famous? I'm song? only happy garbage? when it rains. I'm only happy when it rains. Okay, I do know garbage. Though. Stupid girl. No, that's that's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kelby. <laughs> Saying that. No, you that's have no Spears. Idea. It's not garbage. Yeah. Oh, Get yeah. your songs right. Oh. All right. Well, are uh, you guys gar- gonna go? Garbage is a band that was started by a bunch of uh, producers that were. It's like big, a super group. Almost. Yeah. It was a big. It was a. It was. It was. It was a bunch of uh, big producers who did a bunch of production in the early '90s of all the grunge bands. So they were the producers responsible for that grunge sound. And then they, in the in the mid '90s, they decided that they wanted to do something kind of like the opposite of that. They were tired of tired of that dark, grungy, dreary uh, early '90s sound, and they wanted to do something happy and positive. So they started Garbage, and they hired Shirley Manson to be the singer. Hmm. Yeah. Now, are you guys going to go to the concert? Here's the thing. Yeah. I All that music happened in my mid-20s, and it was kind of in the background <laughs> as pop culture stuff, because I it's not the music that I necessarily respond to, but I, I like it enough. I won't go to this concert, but just hearing about it makes me feel nostalgic, oh. just because mm-hmm. it was part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I know the people... I. I, I don't even need to go because I know the people that are going to this concert. <laughs> now, let, no yeah, way. I probably I probably will go because I mean I you know I grew up with this music and uh, but all, but more so uh, my wife loves garbage. Wait, which is why we're married. Aww, <laughs> cute. Uh, cute. Then I'm going with you. Okay, That's, I'm not joking. No okay, <laughs> okay. Now it's just a quick response. Not not a lot needed here. But hour later, <laughs> I see that you make like music that we always say is like 2005 and mm-hmm. be, and before are you going to go to the millennium tour the millennium tour of uh, b2k oh wait millennium man. isn't the backstreet boys no nah, millennium uh with omarion and <laughs> bow wow <laughs> i love that oh my god <laughs> wait they're wait, getting Icebox? together another one because they yeah, had one like a, earlier it's like a recurring this year. thing now it's like a wait, festival and then they're having like... a new one next year and it's a stadium tour i'm talking about bow wow omarion mario lloyd yeah it's like it's like mid yeah. it's like mid 2000s absolutely R&D. i'm going can to they that. fill a stadium absolutely they, they did can. that millennium tour yes. if it wasn't earlier this year it was like no it was this year yes. earlier this year and i'm talking about sold out everywhere so I, those, i'm so excited i wouldn't about go that now. because i'm old and i wouldn't i would, I would go if i could just see omarion He's going to be headlining this time because last yeah, but time I don't it was B2K else. and now it's going to be Omar. Well, you could leave. You know, yeah, I'm... but then I paid for a ticket. <laughs> if they come How much are your tickets? A lot. Probably like 60 bucks. Man. If they come to the Hollywood Bowl, I'll I'm definitely go. I'm definitely going. I'll go with you. I'm actually... This isn't a bit. I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to see at least one of these shows. I'll go too. 100%. Who's paying? Work is paying. is going to pay for it. We're going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I went. I went to. Uh, I went to the Hollywood Bowl for the uh, Florence and Machine and the Machine uh, show on her tour. Mm-hmm. But I only went to see the opening act, which was Kamasi Washington, and then I left. Man, that's a good concert. Wow. I don't know that. I'd say for both. 
So you, Kamasi you, Washington? Yeah. I don't know. He's he's a he's a amazing jazz saxophonist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So in the experimental that. vein. Very into that. Good name for that too. Were you, are you anti Florence or you just weren't interested? I don't I don't like Florence in the I don't hate her, but I don't I, I only went because yeah. he was opening. Okay. Mm. It was just a way of going to see him. There's a Hellraiser series in in development. Deadline has just announced that the classic Clive Barker horror property will be adapted as a television show. They're reporting that producers Roy Lee uh, of it, the new one, and Dan Farah uh, of Ready Player One, which was a fucking terrible movie, and I hated it. <laughs> the Spielberg um, one? Yes. Oh my gosh. Have teamed up with rights holders wow. Lawrence Cuppin, uh, David Salzman, and Eric Garden in an attempt to make the franchise the next big thing in horror TV. The series began in Clive Barker's disturbing 1986 novella, The Hellbound, Hellbound Heart, which tells the tale of Frank Cotton, a hedonist seeking the ultimate erotic experience. To this end, he tracks down a puzzle box known as the Lamartian config- configuration. Uh, solving this puzzle will apparently uh, open a portal to a dimension popular, uh, populated by creatures who can deliver the ultimate sensual experience. Unfortunately for Cotton, though, what lies on the other side are the Cenobites, sec- uh, sexless monsters who describe themselves as explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Right now, we have no word on what Barker's involvement will be, but it's reported that this new ad- adaptation will develop the mythology established in the movies to tell a set- new set of stories. Uh, this could mean an anthology show centered around various unfortunate mortals fatally tangling with the Cenobites, or pre- perhaps an ongoing narrative in which we follow a group of characters caught up in their uh, machinations. Right now, <laughs> the producers are searching for a showrunner and are hoping to pitch it uh, to one of the major streaming networks. Okay. Hellraiser, uh, like, yeah, the, the Pinhead. Pin, pin yeah, now, I've watched the first one, and I remember going, this is a really good movie, and I don't normally like horror. What Was there a quote-unquote sensual element to the first one? Uh, I don't it, remember that at all. No, it kind of, I it, hear that a it lot. It kind though. of gets downplayed a little bit in the movie, uh, in the book, The Hell on Heart, which is it's only fifty pages long. It's a good, it's a good book, but it's it's very short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's basically as it describes. It's this person who's obsessed with what he he's wanting to like experience the ultimate sexual experience, and he's you know he's done everything, he's tried everything, he's bored, and he wants something. Mm-hmm. He discovers this box, or he hears this legend of this box, so he tracks it down, but then he opens up this portal, the Cenobites basically like, you know, it's about their sexual thrill from torturing people. Oh, okay. Um, and then the brother <laughs> of this guy moves into the house that he lived in after he disappears with his wife, and then he starts appearing to the wife, and he's trying to convince her to help him get out of the dimension. But in reality, he's just trying to trick her into taking his place. And uh, she falls in love with the brother, and then they conspire to kill the her husband, who's his brother. And that's what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. But they downplay a little bit the fact that the sexual yeah, erotic like, nature of it. Because I don't remember Can't, any of that. Who plays, uh, who plays that main character? Pinhead? Some yeah. guy. Nobody specific are you sure it's not the person who plays Candyman? no tony todd no oh, okay. it's not a black guy oh, okay. <clears throat> in horror circles I'm, I'm sure his name is very well known but he's just that guy he's like robert england or tony todd it's just the guy who plays Candyman or the guy who plays freddie krueger yeah i would love to see this especially if i mean they're talking about going to the major streaming networks i would love to see this on shutter if it was done in a similar way to mm-hmm. creep show no. Uh, an anthology series where every episode is about a different person who finds the box and has some kind of run in with the Cenobites. I would love that. I fucking love Hellraiser. It's one of my favorite. It's good. Movies. I remember. I remember being creeped out by it, and that's what a horror movie should be. Yeah. And then there's like a million sequels, and they range. 
mm. in quality from terrible to okay. Disney Plus announced this is this is the weirdest story. Okay. Disney Plus has announced that they're making a Star Wars game show hosted by the voice actor of Jar Jar Binks. That's kind of a cool idea. I'm, I'm for this. Yeah, I like that a lot. You're for this? I don't know why. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I, 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 so I don't. Too. I know, Todd. I know. I don't like Star Wars. Don't like Baby Yoda still, but I'm but here for you this. you want to see a game show hosted by Jar Jar Binks? I think yeah. it's clever. I think that's a really Clever? Good yeah. That's oh. a great idea. Yeah, Jar what's Jar what's the game the show? What's oh, clever about it? Mike. I think that's Is a really, Is it a Star really, Wars really trivia really game idea. show? You guys are just being trolls. No, right no, 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 no. Absolutely Shelby not. definitely is. No, I'm not. Hard I'm truth. So serious. You are Hard truth. openly trolling. I am not. I'm so serious. As as you read it, I was just like, oh. Out of the, all it, these fucking things, it the sounds, thing that it you sounds want fun. is yeah. a Star Wars game show hosted by Jar Jar Binks. No, don't want it. Don't <laughs> need, want it. need it. <laughs> think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. How is it a good idea? Explain this to it's me. It's very okay. unique and so, kind of like cool. Charming. I, Kelly, to just, to, Kelly, just I'm putting phone my away. microphone away and I'm not talking until you justify this. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, not going to say anything. I, when it's my turn, I'll talk. You go. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Here's... <laughs> Here's my, I, not knowing what the game show is, uh, I like the idea of Disney Plus having a game show. Okay. Number one, I think that's a great idea. Why not use it for Star Wars? Because that's what a lot of stuff uh, that's going to be on Disney Plus. That's what people will go to for Disney Plus. That's what they love. And I think it can be fun. And if, especially if it's kind of like a Star Wars trivia game where you pit people against each other, like three different Andrews going against each other about who knows the most about Star Wars. And it, Jar Jar Binks, I know that he's kind of hated. I don't know enough about that character. I don't care enough about it. It could be hosted by anyone. But I think it's just a fun, interesting idea, a different type of content for Disney, and something that the whole family can watch. I have spoken. Is he... Is he Kelby's uh, turn. Is he Jar Jar... See what I did there? Yeah. Is he Jar Jar Binks good. in the... In no, he's just... He's, he's just he's played the, by the, the guy. Voice okay, actor. Oh, then I like that even more then. Yeah, okay, that's okay. good. Name is, I thought he was going to be dressed as Jar Jar Binks. His name is Ahmed Best. Okay, then I'm for it. I'm uh, even more yes. for it. It's been host, tapped to host a Disney Plus game show called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Set to debut on the streaming service in 2020. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Okay. Um, the show sounds something like... That's Legend. him? This dude's like a model. Yeah, he's great yeah. looking. I don't know why they wouldn't want his face. The show sounds yeah. like something sound something like, like The Legends of the Hidden Temple, but for Jedis. Uh, Variety describes it as a competition in which young contestants will demonstrate their skills in the three core Jedi principles, strength, knowledge, and bravery. Oh, I like this even better than uh, This is getting yeah, better and better. way yeah. better than my idea. This freaking awesome. This sounds so are, cool. It's like Wait, Wipeout you like, with Star Wars. Did you yeah. like The Legend of the it's Hidden Temple? It's not about that. It's not about... Whether this sounds bad or not, uh, I don't think it sounds bad. And it does sound like Legend of the Hidden Temple, and I think it could be cool. It's about the fact that 11 episodes... Oh, <laughs> of you hating on Star Wars. You, number one, never know about anything <laughs> that we talk about. You're always like, I've never heard of bread. I have to explain great band. you... Thank yes. You. Thank you for just telling Baby, me. Baby, I'm going to want you. <laughs> Baby, I'm going to need you. I've never heard of them. <laughs> I, have to, I have to explain to you... Why kids like micro machines? You hate the idea of everything, yep. and then the star. I mean, you're trolling. I'm not. You definitely are. How <laughs> you gonna tell you. me what I, I, I believe? You. I legit. I legit think you. this is a good idea. I actually think it's a dope idea, and it blows my mind. Kelby is lying. Kelby, <laughs> or but you are serious. <laughs> I, I, we all contain multitudes. Yeah, I'm an onion, brother. Yeah, an onion that releases that you stick in the microwave and it releases gases, and those gases are lies. 
Oh, I don't Julia. See so you what do you feel? Me. Do you feel yeah. like we are being honest? Oh yeah. Kirk is honest. Absolutely. <laughs> Kirk is honest. That doesn't sound. She's honest. lying. <laughs> She's lying. You guys are fake people. I've never lied. Julia does I'm, not lie. I, you guys are fake. I literally, I literally coached you on lying. I know, but I, I've never taken any more lessons, so I'm still I'm still a truth teller. Do you? The find world this, is your teacher. Do you now. find this a good idea? Yeah. See. Okay. I mean, it's not. I'm not the audience, but no. Okay, so I am confused. Why are why are they why is it young contestants in particular? Because it's like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, you you, you wouldn't mean, want adults. Well, you you want to see adults being like, yes, uh, the Battle of Hoth. Like, no, you want well, kids. Star Wars is for I kids. I didn't even really recognize that it was kids. That's an even cooler idea. It's, yeah. a, it's a great idea. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> like really it good wouldn't idea. be adults. That's a very bankable. Star Wars idea. is for children. But can I say this? Yeah, but adults. But adults love like, Star Wars. But the yeah. but now you're yeah, doing but the, it the but most. the entity of Star Wars slash Lucasfilm slash Disney does not want to canonize that. They want it to be for kids. It's, it's not mm. though. It's like for kids, but adults. No, but it, it. No, yeah. but it totally is though. It totally uh, is for kids. But Kelby, there likes are this there idea. are a huge I know why fan like base of idea. adults that like it because it's from their childhood or whatever. But the vast majority of people who watch Star Wars are children. Whatever you, you say. Look, I don't watch Star Wars, but <laughs> Kelby, adult yeah. Star Wars fans are a vocal minority. Oh, interesting. I didn't think of that. Okay. Kelby likes yeah. this. Because it's got potential for success. And Kelby likes potential for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kelby yeah. likes AKA. money. The Mandalorian yeah. is the most successful streaming show of all time. Is it? So yes. We, we talked about that he, in the last episode. He I, I mean, that. Oh, I guess that does mean... Okay. I, you're right. I'm sorry. So is The Mandalorian also for kids? Don't adults Ooh, watch that? Didn't you all watch question. that? Lawyered. <laughs> yes, it is. No, she wasn't. That's not lawyered. It is. It, it is. It is for kids. It's for. Don't it's, discount my law degree. It's for. <laughs> it's for like thirteen-year-olds. But. But y'all watched it and reviewed it. Exactly because Sicko. we are man babies. Like, <laughs> or I am a man baby. These these guys would never have watched it if I hadn't asked them to watch it. Not with that baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That baby Yoda. I don't know. Ad adults who watch Star Wars are man children who are glomming onto their childhoods. Because they're unhappy with the way things are now. This man does not know how to appeal to his own I, I I got Todd. Todd at first was like, Todd's not eh. but then when I said that, he was like, yo. I thought Todd was going to say no, but now it looks like he's He was like, yeah, you got me. He got my number. <laughs> okay, but Baby Yoda is that whole meme thing. The meme, the meme of Baby Yoda, that's targeting, isn't that a Disney scheme to like get an audience, like kind of a viral audience for that? Mm. No, they, they could have never anticipated that Baby Yoda was going to become a huge Oh, come on. Come on. That, that's, okay. They okay. absolutely knew First he was going to be a huge meme. Because they held off on, yeah. on the merchandise. Uh -huh. No, they held you, off on the merchandise because it would have been a spoiler for episode right. one. Exactly. And right. But they knew because it would have been a spo such a huge spoiler because he is yeah, such a draw. Right. Yeah. No, they 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 held off on the merchandise because if they had revealed that there was a baby Yoda, it would have spoiled the last ep the the end of the first episode, which would have ruined the show. Which right. would have ruined the well, that would be like if that would be like if you uh, released uh, like in season in episode one, season one of Game of Thrones, you released a figure of Sean Bean with his head disintegrated off from. Like, like it would just be, it would have been a spoiler for something later on in the show. Yeah, all right. What do you mean? Yeah, all right. That's exactly not really. I'm pretty sure you got to remember. Like, as a not Star Wars fan, few things I know: Yoda, Luke, Luke's father. What point are you making? I'm saying <laughs> again. Who is Luke's father? 
Luke's dad. So the <laughs> point one, I'm making is that Yoda is that one know. of listen <laughs> number two. Uh, listen, this means one of the most iconic things from Star Wars is Yoda. So you can't tell me we had no clue that the most the most famous part of the show is not going to make an impact. Yeah. You don't believe that. First of all, it's not Yoda. That's just a that's just a thing people say. It's not Yoda. It's a it, Yoda. We don't know his species. But Yoda is dead. It's a it's a it's a different. Spoiler alert! I never watched that one. <laughs> Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. Eight. Return of the Jedi. No, no, no. no never mind. I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm thinking of Indiana. Tango Jones. and Cash. Indiana e- Jones. Either way, I like uh, that. I, I like the idea. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like I, I'm, I'm here for the idea. <laughs> but yes, Star Wars is for children. So they would not have adults on the game show because that would be strange. I bet you if it gets successful, they'll do families. I bet they will, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Steve Harvey hosts. They will never, they might do families, but they will never do just straight up adult. Like maybe they'll do a Star Wars. Jeopardy, the I would agree with that. I, agree. I would agree with what Andrew's saying on that. So who's the know. audience for that? Adults. Kids. <laughs> families. Kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, families. families. Okay. Yeah. Like family feud. The way that it sounds, yeah. it might go towards yeah. like slime time? No. Slime, yeah. Double dare. Double dare. Yeah, double dare two thousand or double dare. I feel like that kind of I mean, it sound, would work it for sounds, this kind of idea. It sounds exactly like Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's a way better comparison. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But uh, I know you, what double, you double dare is. Oh my is. god. I mean you, you do know, know what double dare is, is right? Well, I do know that. Okay, that's what I, I, yeah. okay. You know, but, he's saying it's a much better one. I don't know. It, no, it is. He's right. It's it's a it's it's Yeah, so they're doing this uh and and, and you know the re- uh, it's the reason why. So the whole thing with Jar Jar Binks is oh gosh that he was the ultimate Sith Lord. And Ev- no, that is, is like running things Jar Jar from Binks. behind the scenes. That is total. That is like our Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. No, that's the worst thing you could say. Everybody hates Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I meant it in like Misa don't hate Jar Jar. Binks. If they saw Todd, they'd <laughs> be like, "Why are they either. hiding him behind the scenes?" That's true. Is what I mean so by that. Like how our reaction, we were like, "Oh, this guy." You know, like, why did they hide him? Like, oh, you, oh, be... you mean the actor? He's just right. Yeah. Yes, everybody oh, who's not yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. doesn't get the chance to see it. Todd that is gorgeous. Yes. I didn't. I'm <laughs> hiding Todd behind the scenes because when we started the podcast, he wasn't around. I didn't oh. know there was an option, so we did the podcast. I was like, "All right, I All guess right. these people, <laughs> <laughs> even though they don't know what micro machines are." Who freaking cares about these micro machines? That's Somebody what the podcast is. Who cares? We're not gonna. Podcast. We're not gonna know all the stuff you're talking about. I know Hot Wheels. I know Hot Wheels. Oh, I know Hot Wheels too. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, no, just, Hot Wheels are don't get, don't get, you don't know the thing that went out of business. <laughs> That's what. This podcast is talking about things that went out of business. Hey, remember when people got mad at Billie Eilish? Yeah, you yeah. are getting mad at Kelby for the same reason. Yeah. Billie Eilish Ooh, wasn't true. going on to a nostalgia <laughs> podcast. Okay, but she went on to a talk show. Yeah, you know, Damn. similar. You don't have to. That's not the that, same. Knowing about similar. Van Halen is not a prerequisite for going on a talk show. Oh, You're here to talk about nostalgia. All right, I'm sorry if Andrew hurt you. <laughs> I, I'm unhurtable, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's why we're friends. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the, the, the thing about the thing about Jar Jar Binks is that oh. everybody hated him. It was he was the most hated character in the entire franchise, which was hard to do because everybody hated the Ewoks so much. And then he trumped the Ewoks. And also he was the most hated character in a movie filled with hateable characters. Yeah. Everybody in episode one was a hateable character. He was so hated that number one, that guy, that actor never really got work again. Also, he got harassed by fans who were like, fuck you, Jar Jar Binks is a piece of shit. 
he was like literally suicidal for a while because he was so harassed and hated. And also, Jar Jar Binks is a racist stereotype of black people. His voice is the voice of like a, a house slave. And it's been, it's been notoriously criticized for being this like racially insensitive caricature of, a, of like a slave voice. So what you're saying is that the show is going to start with him coming out. <laughs> what it is there, y'all? No, do the do Jar Jar. You, you, oh, like, no. I, you like doing black voices. How dare you? <laughs> I like oh, doing all racially insensitive right, voices. Uh, okay, thank you. All right, all right. What's the next story, Drew? No, yeah. Tell me. All right. I had a segue, but I shouldn't say it. Uh, so there's a Moesha <laughs> reading in the works. Oh, <laughs> no! Yay! No! Yes! Oh, I gotta cut that out. Yes, a Moesha reboot. Ah, uh, is Fredo Star dead? No, it, it didn't say anything about that in the what in this press release. Oh, that's um, awesome. Ooh, she gonna be writing in her little diary. That's hot. Ooh, yeah. Brandy. Yes. We like Brandy. Yes. We like Brandy. Some of the stars of the '90s hit sitcom Moesha confirmed that a reboot is on the way. Brandy, who played Moesha, along with Shirley Ralph and William. Alan Young, who played her stepmother Dee and her father, respectively, or, or her father Frank, respectively, confirmed the news during a brief re, uh, reunion at Shirley Ralph's Diva Foundation event earlier this week. So yeah, they're they're coming back with a with a reboot. Oh, I never. Uh, Fredo Star is still alive, and he's forty eight. And he's forty eight. I watched a couple episodes of Moesha, but I was more about Taina. Taina's cool. Taina. They they <laughs> I both love Taina. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm supportive of it, but I mean. The guy that played Miles, young man, he. This is great news. Yeah, <laughs> this made your day. Yes. Um, what? What I network was thinking was about that like two months ago. Uh, Wasn't that UPN? Probably, yeah, probably UPN. That's yeah. like because yeah. if it came yeah. across yeah. UPN, I, I I was watching it. So yeah, that, that's right where now. I saw it because I would have UPN and yeah. I'm, like, wa- I'm watching the Wayans but, Brothers. But Taina was a Disney Channel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. okay. No, no, no. Taina was, Nick- was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nickelodeon. Yo, Brandy's gonna be writing on Instagram now. She. What if she has now? Oh, or maybe it's a vlog. It's a vlog. Yeah, she's definitely she, doing a vlog. Ain't nobody writing in a notebook these Welcome days. back to Moesha, brought to you by Raycon. <laughs> you by Raycon. That would be so sick! Oh, yes! Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where... The, but this new company sent me these... Uh, yeah! <laughs> That's... Oh, I want to write on this show. They're only $80, and They're... I've heard that Snoop Dogg likes them. <laughs> uh, I would. The show would get instantly canceled. If they said that? Yeah. <laughs> They're only $80. Do you know who's watching Moesha? People who don't have $80. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cheap compared to other wireless Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's true. There's a Cartoon Network hotel officially opening in the summer of 2020. Good idea. I yeah. Really good idea. It's in it's in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What's the significance of that place in Pennsylvania? Is that where they started Cartoon Network? No, the reason for it is be, the reason why you hear about these weird little things opening up in Middle America is because in Middle America or I mean Pennsylvania is really Middle America, but it is Middle America ish. Yeah. They're bored and have nothing to do, <laughs> so they open they, op- they open a lot of weird stuff. Like that's why you know the middle the Midwest is the theme park capital of the world. If you go to like the Wisconsin Dells and you have like Noah's Ark and all these crazy water parks and stuff like that, like Middle America loves theme parks and weird attractions because they have, have nothing. They have nothing else to do. No, uh, if this was in California, it would be a pop up. And it would only yeah. last for like a week. Yeah. And then you'd never get the chance to do it. Where's Legoland? It's San, San Diego. Diego. The Cartoon Network Hotel located in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right next to Dutch Wonderland, is now accepting bookings for its June 2020 opening. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, the resort is just 
as over the top as you might expect from the people that brought you the Powerpuff Girls, Adventure Time, Johnny Bravo, and more. From the moment you enter the lobby, you'll realize this is unlike any place your family has stayed before, the hotel explains on its site. With our character-themed guest rooms and dream suites, it's like having a sleepover in a cartoon. Um, the nine-acre property Lancaster Online reported takes over the old Continental Inn, which was purchased in 20. 20- uh, 2018 for 4.7 million. The Cartoon Network Steel. Hotel was slated to open last summer, but hit a few snags along the way. The hotel will feature 165 rooms, an indoor pool, an outdoor water park, a play area, a game room, a cafe where guests can dine with characters, a Cartoon Network store, and more. Oh. Now you're not surprised that I like this. What do you mean? I like this. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's fine. Yeah, but I can't like Jajar Binks. <laughs> oh, I love how you said that. <laughs> Oh, you put so much sauce that's on that. That's right. Yeah, yeah bucko. That's that French Canadian in you. Yeah, that's I right. I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't understand why either of you would care about a trivia game about a thing that you don't care about. Because I like it the just idea. Sounds cool. It sounds very profitable too. See the money. That's what. There's no profit from. You don't profit from streaming. You just it's. it's okay, I guess they're all doing it for free. I no, it's just, it's you you drive. Subscribers and, and the way that drive you, us right there. And the way that you TV drive show. subscribers is by just continually putting out original content. Yeah, this is right. good original content. Yeah, I, li- yeah, I think this is. I think this is going to pique people's interest. Yeah. I'm so. Anyways. When we get off the podcast, when that record button stops, you are going to reveal to me that you were just <laughs> fucking around and trying to cause conflict. False. And you are going to say that. Right. And I'm going to record you with my app <laughs> that I have that's always secretly recording. All right. Sure. So that people can't gaslight me. <laughs> All right. Well, Cartoon Network Hotel, that sounds awesome. It does. I would love to go to it. And I think they chose a good place. It's not Orlando, it's not Southern California, Pennsylvania. They got something over there. Is it Hershey? There's Hershey, there's Hershey, Pennsylvania. Which, yeah. So yeah, there's like a whole thing. There. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that. It's a good idea. <clears throat> And imagine like being an adult in a like kids fantasy place, and it's cool for the whole family. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, very. Yeah, over over in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I think it's. I'll stay there. I think it's definitely. I'll go to Dutch Wonderland afterwards. Dutch Wonderland. I think it's a play to to make more of an amusement park. I think they're going to start with this hotel, and they're going to try to turn it into a Disney thing. That's what's up. Sort of the last thing to talk about. Last episode, I believe this will start to happen more and more. But this is the first time that we talked about news of an announcement of something and now we've actually gotten to see it yeah so last episode we talked about they were the fact that the uh the creators who do uh the toys that made us a documentary series on netflix about the creation of classic toy lines uh was coming out with a new show called the movies that made us Mm -hmm. where they focus on the sort of background behind the scenes story of a different movie being made each episode and that premiered on netflix and we all watched the Home Alone episode. So, uh, what'd you guys think? I cried a little. Did you really? You cried mm-hmm. a little? Really? Yeah. Because Home Alone means so much to you? Um, the part where John Hughes dies. Mm. The very Spoilers! The, yeah. The last minute of it. Yeah. That part. That's really yeah. interesting to me because... Wait, did you not know John Hughes was dead? No, I mean, obviously I know he's dead, oh, okay. but yeah. just sort of... You don't have to find something out new well, no, for the I know. first I just, time to... Yeah. Be emotional. Well, it was sure. they were talking about him, and they they never got emotional. I ex- kind of expected they would get emotional talking about him, but they were they just barely didn't. And for some reason, that made me emotional. Like they were Does, to be strong. You're like I filled in the emotion for, for, yeah, them. for them. Yeah. This is the I guess this would be a question for everyone, but just because Julia kind of uh, brought it up. 
Is, I, I wonder, I'm wondering if John Hughes means something different to you guys than it means something to me. Because to me, John Hughes will always be Pretty in Pink, yeah. Breakfast Club, some kind of wonderful teen movies that came out when I was a teen. That I think that's what he. Yeah. I think that's what he is to everybody. So, so it's not. I think sense. I think people are surprised to find out that he wrote Home Alone. Like a lot. Oh, of the interesting. Time. Yeah. But yeah, those are that's John Hughes for for me at least. Okay. Yeah. 16. Okay. I wasn't sure just the age of it. Like you're like, no, it starts with Home Alone, and that's my whole thing. And yes, it does. I'll say that his name, like I knew his name, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. Okay. Like I knew, I know the movies, and I never thought like, oh, who wrote that or who directed it? It, it was, I just watched them. Okay. And then when they started talking to him about him, I was like, oh, this is the name they used to talk about in school. But I, I guess you know. Yeah, so he means that to me. Okay, to you know what you think. Yeah, that's that's nice to hear. John Hughes created the '80s. Oh yeah, he oh, yeah. was the '80s. If Doug Kenny was the '70s, yeah, it's true. John Hughes was the '80s. One hundred. All of those movies that we that we just mentioned, I I would argue that if you think about what the '80s is in your mind, especially if you didn't actually grow up in the '80s and just it's a concept to you, he created that aesthetic. Yeah, I would not disagree with that. I completely enjoyed the show. I thought it was fantastic. It had me smiling at the screen, looking doofy. It had me emotional in certain parts. And me personally, I like to hear the behind the scenes story because that's a whole different movie to me. And uh, as I was telling you yesterday, just hearing about how he's just like, hey, I wrote a script that then he walks into the studio and they're like, all right, how much money? It's, it was just like, yeah, you know, compared to other people's story who, yeah, we wrote a script and then 10 years later it finally got made and all the, it just, it almost felt like he was just, he and his movies were just larger than the business because it was just so simple to just sit there and write a script in two days and then, phew, you know, and I know the name Chris Columbus from Harry Potter. So knowing that he made this, either I forgot it or whatever, I'm just being reintroduced to it. But I love the fact that almost everybody on the project was kind of green. You know, like mm-hmm. the way they explained oh, like the, it. Yeah. Yeah. The crew. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, he did this, but he was the B-roll DP and yeah. just all that stuff. It just is a it's a testament to unfound talent in history, uh, I mean, in in the business and in L.A. and the fact that sometimes people who you may not have a lot of faith in are going to be the ones that put on the show that lasts forever, the one that lasts generations and and whatnot. So I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it put me it put me in all the right places. And just to find out that they shot the movie in a gym like they they used the gym at a house like that's just so cool. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just magic, you know, Hollywood magic. And it's still magic. What would have been a good drinking game was drink every time they mentioned that heartbreak hotel was a bust <laughs> they mentioned that yeah. so many times yeah that i remember i never saw heartbreak hotel but i remember it coming out and it was trash it was just <laughs> like what especially because the stars in it, you're like who it was Ke- uh david keith and then this guy named charlie Schechter who they were trying to make the next matthew broderick and it just mm. it's it's no. a huge dumb movie. It's re- it's way bad. So it's it is funny when you bring that up that they mentioned it so many times. Well, the narrator is kind of goofy too. The whole style of the documentary surprised me, and that it was a the narrator is a little like, "Hi everybody, like this is the Home Alone documentary." It was a little more it was goofier than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be a little more serious and sentimental. Not saying that I didn't like it, but it was 
definitely a surprise that it was goofy. You thought it was going to be like a more straightforward documentary. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. We yeah. talked about this on the ep- we, we, That's we, what we, we did another uh, episode where we reviewed um, an episode of The Toys That Made Us, which is the same series. It's the mm-hmm. same company. It's done in the same way. Kirk and I hate that style. Mm-hmm. And everybody else likes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but I, I hate it. Well, it was probably to engage the the kid audience, right? Because it's the to- the toys that made us. Do you think? No, I mean the sh- Unlike Star Wars, mm. the show is kind of for adults. Mm. It's it's about it's it's made for um like adult man babies who love toys. Well, the style really didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like th- when the narrator was talking in that kind of odd voice, I didn't feel like I was being talked to as an adult. I feel like I was being regressed. Does that make sense? As yeah, a yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that kids typically are super interested in like the behind the scenes stories of yeah. movies and things like that. That's true. It's, de- uh, it's definitely made for adults, but I, but I, I hate, I really don't. I, I love the show because of the information and mm-hmm. insight it delivers, but I really hate the execution of it. It was crazy to me to see that. Uh, Siskel and Ebert gave it a single star, and they hated it. Basically, I mean that happens all the time. That's that's I know, that's, but a, like... that's, a, that's why when people these days are like, oh, like the new Star Wars movie sucks or whatever, it's like, yeah, people thought thought the original Star Wars movie sucked. Yeah, it... like Empire Strikes Back got terrible reviews, and it's regarded as the best Star Wars movie. Wow. Like you're just being nostalgic. Another thing that I really liked was the uh, stuntmen. Oh yeah, that was yeah, really interesting. That was so cool. Nuts. I I really I really liked that they gave them a lot of time to talk to, like really showcase them as like yeah. the backbone of this entire movie yeah they really yeah. gave him some love yeah that was cool and just i mean just seeing them there's some falls that you still like oh kinda, oh yeah you know? yeah yeah and, and the fact that they're really falling on the floor on stairs yeah things like on that toy it takes, cars right like, it, it, it takes me back to like doing stage combat in college and those hits be real and that's why we don't do it no more <laughs> that's right my two favorite bits of information that i didn't know uh, which were just little quick nuggets where one, the whole thing of mm. like Warner Milk Brothers <laughs> salad milkies. No, um, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <laughs> yep. Um, Did you say the, salad? You can't milkies? bring that up in Nick's oh, company. Yeah. I cannot. Um, the fact that uh, originally Warner Brothers was like, we're not paying an extra 1.5. Yeah, yeah that like, was nuts. wild. And then, and then I, I guess it was Universal. They're like, yeah, we will. Or uh, Fox. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fox. Thank you. Fox. That's that's why like, that's, that's why Home Alone is on this. Disney Plus. Oh God, that's right. Oh yeah. So I obviously Warner's doing fine, but I just wonder every now and then if Warner's like, God damn it, <laughs> the whole company's like, we could have had this huge fucking yeah. blockbuster, yeah. in perpetuity because of one point five million. I mean, somebody probably yeah. got fired. You would yeah. think because that's yeah. a people huge get mistake. fired about those things all the time. Yeah, I would imagine. Can I ask you guys this question? Which do you like more, Home Alone One or Home Alone Two? Home Alone One. Home Alone One. Hundred percent. Really? It's, it's not even a contest. It's not even a contest. Home Alone Two is is a Home Alone Two is nowhere on the same level. Yeah. Although I'll say this, I like Uncle Buck more than uh, Home Alone. That's just might be an age thing. Mm. That's also that's also different. It's a different. That was my type of thing. Yeah. Well, it's a family movie. But it's not a it's not a movie where a kid fights two yeah, burglars. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's a, a whole different value style. Of that's fair. Fair enough. The other thing is the fascinating Daniel Stern was going to be in the movie, 
then didn't get in the movie, then got back in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's way cool. I love it, information like that. He He's like really even lucky. said like he almost let his pride yeah. fuck him over. I was like, that would have been me. That's, I would I would have I, I would have done the same exact thing. I, I admire him too for going, yeah, I almost fucked up. Like he literally yeah. admitted, like, I can't believe I almost fucked this yeah. whole thing up. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was really yeah. cool. But if that hadn't happened, maybe we would uh we would know uh was it James Roebuck? Dan, no, it's Dan, uh, Daniel, Dan, I know who he is. May, oh no, we, maybe we'd know him from more than just the River's Edge. You know who I know him from? Hmm. He played Jay Leno. Oh yeah, in the that, Tonight Show yeah. show. That's how like I know him too. That's the Tonight so Show show. The Tonight Show movie. There was an HBO Tonight Show movie. No, it's called The Late Shift. I'm sorry. Oh, is it like a Between Two Ferns style? No, it was a biopic, quote unquote, about the David Letterman Jay Leno feud based oh. on this book called The Late Shift. And he played Jay Leno with prosthetics. Who played Letterman? Uh, Michael Higgins. He does a lot of Christopher Guest stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd recognize him. Okay. Again, other than Tone, great documentary. Yeah. And it just reminds you, like, even though these movies have these huge budgets, they have all these professionals, all these people and things like that, it's not really that much different than you doing, like, an, an indie project, you know, because they got to wait for weather. Oh, yeah. For the weather to be right. They got to... You know they have to find solutions for all the problems that they have. So it, it was it was very encouraging to watch. I, I think it's a little different like nowadays because the difference between an indie project and a big budget project is like just more money. Ninety percent of what you're doing is like shooting on a green screen and just imagining what's going to happen. As somebody who has a you know directing experience, I can't even wrap my mind around how they make those movies. Right. But back but back then it was I think much more similar. Yeah. And plus where the money was going. You know, and even though they had fourteen million dollars, how tight they had to be with, mm-hmm. you know, with with who's getting paid what and all that stuff. I, I just think that's very interesting because I don't know if everybody knows, but the most expensive part of making a movie is the people. You know, just paying yeah. people to to be there to that's do whatever. Why, it is. Yeah, that's why there. It's like how come like it costs millions of dollars to do this, but then I could make it for free or whatever. It's like right. yeah, because you just like. You have two people, and then you, and then like you're getting a bunch of friends to volunteer their time yeah. mm-hmm. for like food or whatever. Yeah. But whenever you're doing a production, it's like, oh, like we have to have hire all these people. We have to hire, hire people to hold sticks. Yeah. And then like we have to, we have to, pay, we have to pay them all based yeah. on scale, and it has mm-hmm. to be all above board, and, and that starts to tick up. Yep. Pay yeah. somebody to make sure that other people are being treated fairly. We have to pay somebody like unions, all of it. That's so much money to go into just making like a two-hour film. But yeah, but I mean, people do it professionally. It's yeah. their job, and we come in here and say that's good or that sucks. So it's crazy. <laughs> they better do a good job. So overall, very good. I'm glad you recommended it. I, I almost want to go back and watch some more stuff. I've, so far, I've watched that one in the first episode, which is the uh, Dirty Dancing episode. Oh, that was good. Watch I, I watched the Die Hard one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. I'm Let's saving go. that. Oh yeah, before we go, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's oh god it's damn it. Neither it's it's it is and it isn't because it's it's not important. Right. Yeah. The thing, the, it's I, not germane to the movie. The thing that I've talked about is like back in the day, which when I say back in the day, I mean a couple years ago. Calling Die Hard a Christmas movie was just a fun thing that you said, mm-hmm. and then the internet turned it into a debate. Yeah. And it's the stupidest debate ever. Who cares? It takes place on Christmas. Christmas is never referenced other than the fact that he's coming to visit for Christmas. You could think it is or you think it is. It like literally doesn't matter. And it's not a debate. It's not important. Pineapples on pizza. Uh, um, one last thing I wanted to bring up <laughs> before we, if, uh, if we have movie. just a little time. Uh, I saw an article of people that wanted to like 
kind of uh, started movement of, of. I tried to find an article referencing that. I couldn't find anything, which is why I didn't add it. Okay, then. Well, no, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not I cutting saw, you off, but like, it was just like a, I couldn't find anything maybe, talking about it. Maybe that fa- maybe Facebook took it down because it was false or something, but it looked like it was serious. I had a perfect. What are you guys talking? Introduction. Yeah, can, you can, I say my, can I say my introduction? Please, 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 bring yeah, it up. Go ahead, go ahead, please. They want to take away our turtles to save the turtles. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's good. Uh, there's like a there was like I, I saw something that looked like a movement to stop giving kids action figures or or plastic crap is that is what they called it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And and wow. it's it's in hopes to conserve. But I was these things are a part of childhoods. They make you they make you build connections to certain things and they and they really hold you can hold them dear. So do you think it's better to just take them away completely or do you find a different method of making them? I was thinking hemp. I think there definitely could be a we could figure out a better material for making uh pl- plastic toys, replacing plastic with something else. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely down for that. But in terms of just the concept of it, like I am I'm very environmentally conscious and so is my wife. My wife is way more environmentally conscious than I am. Like she's obsessive about it. I live my life in a way where I try to keep my carbon footprint down as low as possible and it's something that is always on my mind, but I fucking love these little chunks. I know, and toys are canceled. Yeah. Yep, toys, toys are canceled. Toys are canceled. Christmas is canceled. Also, I I kind of didn't add it because I was like, you know, what 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 do we say about that? Like, I just, I agree that plastic is bad for the environment, right? And we and we make too much of it. I agree. Well, there's but so many things toys. besides action figures that they, right that are made of plastic where we could. There's so many places where plastic could be replaced with some kind of alternative, but because plastic is so cheap and there's no, they don't monetize environmental or social costs that that people will continue and we're in a capitalist society um people will continue to use plastic I keep saying. as long as it's cheap and yeah. in a strictly monetary sense i just wanted to bring it up it seemed like there was it was just like taking away toys is not the answer i don't think no, no. it is toys are canceled <laughs> okay. last thing before we go according to a recent interview that uh mr rogers widow uh did oh. in promotion for the new Tom Hanks movie. Yes, uh, Mr. Rogers loved farting. Hmm. Well, In the interview, uh, was she said uh, she was keener on imparting to the writers just how funny Fred was. If the couple was out at an event that turned out to be bland, he had a go-to way of making her laugh, passing gas. And then she said uh, he would just raise one cheek and he would let look at me and smile, she said, cracking herself up. Mr. Rogers loved farting. Won't you pull my finger? Uh, <laughs> I... S- that just ruined a whole generation. Fred is canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> Farts are canceled. Tom, what's his name? Cruz? Hanks. Hanks oh. is canceled f- because of flatulence. Uh, and that's that. I sent this article to my wife because uh, she, gets, she gets mad at me a lot. For farting? They come when they, they, <laughs> they, they go when they come. Well, that's right. healthy. But I yeah. mean, the jo- as a joke, that would have to get old after years don't you also, think also is he Absolutely farting not. on command yes yeah. <laughs> that's how amazing it is that's, that's why it's even talent. funnier you, how, never, you never have he's one always the got one locked and loaded <laughs> uh, i don't i i don't no, know he pushed no. too hard it's not gonna be yeah. i could go that. right now all right well they're, they're, good thing we're wrapping up the show. Yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, if you like the if you like the show and you are not currently subscribed, think about subscribing. Um, if you like the show and you are subscribed, then and you think there might be a friend who would be enjoy a weekly show where we talk about all of the latest nostalgic news, then maybe share the show with them and uh, 
Uh, if you haven't already, maybe think about giving us a review and a, uh, a rating um, on uh, any platform that you listen to your podcast, whether it's iTunes or uh, Spotify or Stitcher or whatever. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts and you want them to potentially be read on the air for the podcast, uh, you can email us at nostalgiacastpod at gmail.com. Um, if you like the podcast, if you're subscribed, if you've done everything that we've just discussed, uh, but you want to support us in a potentially more monetary way, uh, you can become a fan of our uh, Facebook page. Uh, we have the official Nostalgia Facebook page. Uh, if you know, Just go to the Nostalgia page on Facebook. Um, there's a button at the top that says Become a Supporter, and you can support us for $4.99 a month. For becoming a supporter, you will get access to exclusive content like bonus episodes and videos. Um, uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at, at Nostalgia, where we're posting cool nostalgia content every day. Um, you can be in our, a part of our Facebook group, the Nostalgia Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody.